Chapter 7 of The Ocean of Air Meteorology for Beginners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Ocean of Air Meteorology for Beginners by Agnes G. Byrne. Chapter 7 The Uses of Oxygen we must now learn a little more about the separate gases which mixed together make our ocean of air wherever atmospheric air is found it consists as explained earlier of about four-fifths by measure of nitrogen to one of oxygen though the quantity of nitrogen is so much greater than that of oxygen yet the oxygen may well claim our chief attention oxygen is the great life-supporting power on earth without oxygen plants could not grow without oxygen animals could not exist also without oxygen fire could not burn nitrogen does little positive work in comparison but rather fills the humble office of a make-weight and a drag upon the intense activity of its companion one of the compounds of nitrogen from which indeed comes its name is nitre another is nitrous oxide well known under its old name of laughing gas if breathed under particular conditions it causes a kind of intoxication and when in that state men act in a strange and laughable manner it is now much used by dentists and also by surgeons in smaller surgical cases for the deadening of pain as its name tells it is formed of nitrogen and oxygen nitrogen is found in the solid earth as well as in the ocean of air it has a share in the make of plants and animals no unimportant share in the case of animals for without nitrogen neither blood nor muscle could be formed pure nitrogen is colorless tasteless and scentless it is called inert or slow and heavy from its seeming reluctance to unite with other substances it does unite with some but not readily oxygen on the other hand seems always to hold itself open to combine as fast as possible with almost any other substance one might liken these two gases with their opposite characteristics to two opposite characters often seen in men the first dull slow holding aloof from other people cautious and cold rarely making friends the second eager sparkling warm-hearted prepared to rush into enthusiastic friendship with nearly anybody who may come in his way nor is it difficult to understand how if these two lived and worked together the slowness caution and coldness of the one would act as a check upon the eagerness of his impulsive companion just as nitrogen does upon oxygen suppose you have two closed jars one full of pure nitrogen gas the other full of pure oxygen gas and also a little wax candle like those which are used for christmas trees 
if you light the candle and lower it into the nitrogen gas not letting the gas escape and not letting any air get in the flame will at once go out but if you put the lighted candle into the jar of oxygen gas it will burn much more quickly and brightly than in common air nitrogen gas cannot support combustion in common air oxygen does all that work and nitrogen only hinders it pure oxygen apart from nitrogen is a tremendous quickener of fire suppose instead of putting a lighted candle into either of the closed jars you are to put a poor little mouse into each i'm not advising this act for if needless it would be cruel but suppose it had to be done the mouse in the nitrogen would quickly die of suffocation he would not be poisoned for strictly speaking nitrogen is not poisonous the little creature would simply die from lack of oxygen would die because the nitrogen is dull and powerless to do for his little frame what is needed to keep it going nitrogen can no more support life than it can support fire the mouse placed in pure oxygen would not be suffocated but it too would die though not so quickly of the too strong oxygen we all know the effects of a very strong pure air that is air which has rather more than the usual quantity of oxygen it excites and exhilarates the whole frame to breathe perfectly pure oxygen for any length of time would have the same effect but in a very intense degree it would be an extreme case of what is called overstimulation if our atmosphere could get rid of all its nitrogen and consist of oxygen alone the whole of mankind would be speedily laid low or driven mad with desperate fevers burning away their strength and if any building in a town caught fire the whole town would be ruined the flames spreading with such ruthless fury that all efforts to check them would be in vain thus we find the need of the dull deadening nitrogen to control the too exciting oxygen the oxygen has in fact to be weakened for our use just as many a strong medicine has to be diluted with water before we can safely drink it nitrogen gas has been changed by chemists to a liquid and even to a solid described as a snow-like crystalline mass oxygen gas also has been liquefied and is capable of becoming a solid in other words of being frozen both these are always gases on earth in their natural state great cold or great pressure being needed to change their state when either is combined however with other substances the result is often a liquid or a solid like nitrogen gas oxygen is colorless invisible tasteless and scentless there are enormous quantities of oxygen on earth apart from what is constantly flowing free in the ocean of air the rocks of earth piled often to mountainous heights 
are in there make nearly one-half oxygen by weight the stones big and little which lie scattered by millions on earth's surface are in their make nearly one-half oxygen by weight the soils of earth from which sprout grasses plants and trees are in their make nearly one-half oxygen by weight the waters of earth seas and rivers ice fields clouds and vapor are in their make not only one-half but eight-ninths oxygen by weight and when we come to examine the bodies of living things both plants and animals we find them also to contain in their make a goodly amount of oxygen in fact if the whole of our solid globe were broken up into all its component parts that is into the separate substances of which it is composed each different substance being placed alone the heaviest supply of all would be the oxygen supply nearly one-half by weight of the entire mass would be pure oxygen i say distinctly by weight and not in size oxygen might be far the heaviest heap without being the biggest many light substances take up more room than heavy ones if you have a gallon of water that water has in its make eight times as much oxygen as hydrogen by weight yet if the water is divided into the two gases it will be found that the hydrogen takes twice as much room or is twice as big as the oxygen for hydrogen is light and oxygen is heavy so we see that oxygen is one of the most important elements on earth and also that we have a very large supply of it but if questioned what oxygen really is i can only answer that it is or appears to be a simple substance it will unite with or separate from other substances yet in itself it remains unchanged it can never be broken up into other substances seeking to analyze the make of oxygen we come to one of those fast shut doors spoken of earlier thus far seems to be uttered and we can go no farther by and by it is true science may find a mode of opening that closed door and getting through if so the mystery will only be pushed a little farther back another closed door sure to lie not far behind this is always the case with our present powers we never do or can get to the end of anything with no mystery lying beyond one might almost say that if we could that would be the greatest mystery of all at present oxygen is as to its real nature a shut door we know of its existence we see what it does and what it cannot do we are acquainted with its peculiar characteristics its especial modes of action we are aware what we expect from oxygen in particular circumstances that is about all oxygen is by no means stationary fixed in certain positions through countless ages portions of oxygen may remain very long fixed in such solid bodies as rocks and stones though even they are subject to waste 
but oxygen in general is remarkable for its activity its love of change a perpetual intercourse is kept up between the oxygen of the earth of the sea and of the air between the oxygen of living creatures and of things without life oxygen is forever passing into structures and out of them again becoming part of organisms and leaving them uniting with other elements and breaking loose from them entering into the make of liquids only to separate itself anew feeding flame and life and growth but in the very act finding renewed freedom ready always to be caught and fixed by the next substance which may come in its way under the right conditions yet seldom content to stay long in any combination where escape is possible thus a ceaseless circulation of oxygen is kept up there are other circulation systems to be noticed later there is the circulation of blood in a living animal there is the circulation of air there is the circulation of water but this circulation of oxygen is not the least remarkable of them all almost all substances will unite with oxygen to form fresh substances these others springing from the union are called oxides and the act of combining is called oxidation to cause such union a certain amount of heat must be brought to bear upon the different substances and not always the same amount some substances require more some less before they will unite whenever chemical combinations take place under the influence of heat there is also a giving off of heat by the bodies as they unite this is the invariable rule though the heat may not always be felt or seen by us if the union takes place very slowly as in the forming of iron rust the heat given out will be gentle and imperceptible if the union takes place fast as in the burning of a piece of wood there will be sensible warmth and a red glow perhaps flame if the union takes place with extreme suddenness as in a gunpowder explosion there will be great heat a bright flash of flame and a loud noise end of chapter seven recording by john brandon